Hello, friend. It's so nice to meet up with you again. This is your BFF Heather with the Life Coach BFF Show. Welcome back. How's your week going? My week is a whole lot better than last week. (laughs) I don't know about y'all. If you have children in school or grandchildren in school, the first week of school can be extremely stressful. And that is pretty much how it played out for me, finding out at the last minute that we needed a uniform tie for chapel day the next day. And one afternoon, my LP3, my little precious number three, got in the car and informed me that he was one of the only ones that did not have a PE uniform on. So I was at the school bright and early one morning shopping for uniforms. If your day was crazy or is crazy this week, it's about to get a whole lot better because I am holding in my hand Mrs. Elizabeth High School's new cookbook, Come On Over, Southern Delicious for Every Day and Every Occasion. Elizabeth is on the front cover. She's got a big smile on her face and she's holding a cold, delicious cocktail in a mason jar. So go get this cookbook. I cannot wait to cook from it. And even better, we are about to have a conversation with Elizabeth. Some of you may know her. You may have seen her on the Today Show. She is a food correspondent and a regular. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what it was like to be on the Today Show the first time. We're going to talk about all things cooking and what led her to be a cookbook author and to be where she is today. So help me welcome Elizabeth. Sit back and enjoy. You are from the Mississippi Delta, which makes me love you even more. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Good to be with you today. How are you, Miss Heather? Well, I'm a little bit crazy. It's the first week of school, and I probably have no business podcasting this week because I've already run a special snack back to my second grader that I forgot, I mean, my fourth grader that I forgot. So here we go. Let's talk all about you, Elizabeth. So you just got back from New York. You went to see Hoda. How was it? It was the best. It was the absolute best. I mean, you know, it's been 18 months since I was first on, um, not first on, what am I talking about? Since I was last on, I'm just as crazy as you are. So it was 18 months since I was last on. And um, that was two weeks before they shut down and, um, and haven't been back. And it has just been um, something that I miss terribly. We've done some, we've done a lot of Zoom interviews from here and shows from here from Oxford, but um, sure is fun going to New York. And so it was incredible to be back. Um, I've missed them so and missed the city. And, um, and it, it was, it was really fantastic. I know it was, I would love to go with you sometime. So before we talk about the Today Show, because you know, I'm going to want to talk more about that. Your background, how did your background growing up in the Mississippi Delta cultivate your love of cooking and food? You know, I think, and you know this being from the Delta, I mean, what, what when I was growing up, we had three restaurants. I mean, we had Doe's, Lillo's, 
and we had Lusco's and that's really about all we had. I mean, we had the hot tamale stand, which was fabulous, but how many hot tamales can you really eat? And, um, well, if you're asking me that question, you can eat a hell of a lot, but I can eat a lot. sometimes you want a little bit of variety. And, um, anyway, so, I mean, you had to make your own fun. We didn't have a movie theater in Rosedale, you know, I mean, it was, it was all about having people over. Our parents were constantly having guests drop in and come over and, and, and it wasn't like you needed to call or make an appointment or it wasn't a big deal, you know? mama would be cooking and the next thing we knew three or four people would be over having drinks and they would stay for dinner and you know it was just easy there was none of this just real big um pretense or fuss made um it was just easy and and I think that's what entertaining should be and um and that's what's always stayed with me over all of these years um and it is it is very much um who I am and um and, and that has everything to do with growing up in the Delta as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's all about the food and the cocktails, which I love that you include a lot of cocktail recipes in your cookbooks. I think that's so much fun. Well, you know, I mean, and that's, that's one thing. If you want to make it super simple, if you're not, you know, if you're kind of maybe pushed on time and don't have a lot of time and, you know, super, super busy, then fine, do a fabulous cocktail put out a charcuterie board and you can call that a day. People are going to really think you've done something, you know, and the cocktail doesn't have to be super fancy. It doesn't have to be any kind of thing that you have to order some strange ingredient, um, you know, from Amazon to make happen. It's just um, can be some really great seasonal, seasonal juices and a wonderful liquor. And you've got, you've got a party. I agree. I think people put way too much into it. Some of the best parties that I went to growing up were out in the middle of a cotton field. I'm telling you, it is, it is absolutely the truth. Um, you know, I mean, hell, a bowl of nuts and a bottle of bourbon, and you've got a party as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you've got a party. Okay, so. And as, and as, um, as Gaden Metcalf, uh, one of my favorite people in the world, always says, the people make the party. And it is the truth. <laughs> It is the truth. You are right about that, Elizabeth. So what about growing up? You had all these jobs that were centered around food. Yes. So my first job um, was when I lived in Memphis and I, I didn't even have a driver's license. I've always loved working. I never had to work. I was never expected to work, um, but I loved it. And it was at the Putt-Putt Golfing Games. It was on Summer Avenue. We lived about 30 minutes from the putt-putt golfing games and I would make my mother drive there and pick me up. I still can't believe she did it. And, um, and I would go and I served ice cream and I loved it more than anything. Um, and then my next job was up at the Cinnabon um, in the mall with Mindy and, <laughs> Mindy and Sharon. And we loved it so much, but we ate so much and we got so chubby. Um, that we ended up having to quit the Cinnabon. And plus when we would go out, cause we would leave from the Cinnabon, change our clothes and then immediately go out to meet all of our friends. And nobody wanted to be around us cause we smelled like cinnamon rolls. So that was the other reason we had to, um, we had to quit the Cinnabon. And then the next job that I had was working for my mother's friend who owned um, just a fantastic catering company in Memphis. And, um, and so that, that became, uh, you know, something that I did for years. Um, years and years and years and went to college and came back and still worked for the catering company and um, Karen the owner became one of my really good mentors um, and so anyway so that's that's really kind of um, a major sort of shift in um, in getting me to this point. 
So at, so at what time did you decide, you know what, I want to be a cookbook author. I think that I can pull this off and I'm going to sit down. Like, I, I want to know what made you decide to do this. Mm. You know, it, the first book was a friend of mine um, wanted to write this book. She was a great writer and wanted me to include recipes. And that was somebody stole the cornbread from my dressing. And, um, and so that was just kind of a, I mean, I never expected that. I'd never thought about writing a book in my whole life. I mean, I was, I mean, I'm as dumb as a box of rocks. I mean, I'm not I do not believe that for one oh, second. Trust me. I cannot spell pit if you spot me the P and the T. I'm just, no, I cannot. I am not. I did not. I mean, I'm just not. And Anyway, but um, so that never kind of, and, and she sort of handled it all. And she would just kind of say, okay, now we're going to write this chapter. And I was like, okay. And, you know, never thinking that it was actually going to turn into a book. Um, and so that was the first one. And then, you know, it was years and years later until I kind of thought about this, this next one. And I'm not, I don't really know that there was one thing that made me think that I had something to add to this conversation. There's so many incredible books out there. Um, but I just decided that this was something that I really wanted to do. I knew that I didn't have a lot of time. Um, I didn't even know that I really could write it, um, because the other book was more just chapter headings and then, um, and, um, and the recipes. And so there was a lot of me not understanding or knowing that I didn't know where to find a publicist. I didn't know where to find an editor. I didn't know where to find a, you know, a, a publishing house, any of the, none of this stuff. And, you know, so my prayer was very simple and I'll never forget it. I was in the barn and, it, and, um, and I was looking at the, at the wooden wall and I just said, Lord, I really, really want a book. And um, I said, but I don't have a lot of time and I don't really know where to start. And I'm not even sure that I can write but it's just been put on my heart. And I do feel like this is something that I ought to do. And, um, and so that's kind of how it happened. I mean, I said, Evans um, came, wanted to come and visit with me. I had been on the today show. And so he was in Oxford and he came by and, um, and he said, you know, I want you to be a part of the Southern living family. And we would love for you to come to Birmingham. He was the editor of Southern living at the time. Um, and for those of, of your um, listeners that don't know, he started Garden and Gun and was the editor there and then moved to um, Oxmore House. And so he was over all of the magazine division. So that Southern Living, Coastal Living, um, you know, all of those really fantastic magazines. And, um, and so I went and we uh, had, we did some video work that morning, did some social media work. And then um, we had lunch with the um, head editor of Oxmoor House. And he said, you know, he said, I have a, an idea for a book that I really think you would be perfectly suited to write. And, um, and that was What Can I Bring, which was a column in Southern Living. And, um, and so we, I kind of looked at him and I said, you know, said, I said, um, I said, tell me, you know, more about this. And he said, you know, well, it's just about, you know, what can you bring into people's homes and, um, you know, and we would love to hear your ideas on this. And, you know, is this something that you could do? And my Lord, I mean, my God, that, I mean, that's all I'd been doing all my life. You know, I mean, I had a business called Instead of Flowers. That was my first um, real business on my own. And, and that's what we did. If somebody died or had a baby or was sick, you called us Instead of Flowers and we would bring food. And, um, you know, so I was like, Lord, yeah, you got a, have you got a desk and a pencil and a piece of papers? I mean, I can get in there and write this book real fast. <laughs> and, um, 
And then we talked a little bit longer and I said, well, the only problem is I said, you know, Sid, I've got to be honest. I don't know if I can write. And, um, and he said, well, he said, we can, you know, we can help you with that. If, um, you know, we can get somebody to help write it with you and, you know, we'll, 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 we'll make this work. And then, um, you know, it kind of went through a few other things. And, um, and so he said, I tell you what, why don't you, why don't you try, why don't you write just the, the opening? Why don't you just write the introduction? And, um, and so I wrote the introduction and I sent it in and then he gave me a list of things that I needed to work on. And, and, um, and Catherine Cobb, who was working with me and who held my hand throughout the whole thing, she said, okay, now we're ready for chapter number one. And, you know, we got to line this all out. And I said, well, wait, hold on. What about that person that was going to help me write? Remember the person? <laughs> and he said, oh, oh, that person. No, you don't need that person. She said, you can absolutely write. And I'm going to edit it. You just need an editor. You don't need a writer. And, um, so anyway, so, so that was the first book and that book, um, before it even came out, just in pre-sales, uh, it went into its second printing. Um, and so it was a, it was a big, it was a big um, surprise for, for them. Um, it was a big surprise for me. <laughs> and um, I'm sure. Yeah, it really was. And then um, about a year later, they asked me if I would write, rewrite the Southern Living Party cookbook. So in October, I was promoting what can I bring while also writing the Southern Living Party cookbook. So when I was on tour, I was meeting deadlines. So I would promote the book. I would go back to my room. I would write on parties. I would go sign books and then I'd go back to my hotel room and then I would meet another deadline. It was wild. So then I promoted Southern Living Parties the next year. And, um, and now it's been two years and, um, and now we have uh, come on over. Yeah, I'm excited about come on over. But I will tell you this. What can I bring? I have brought the Smith Lake cake to more people now than you can imagine. I love that cake, Elizabeth. I love it. Everything about yeah, it. It's, it's the sleeper recipe of that entire book. Because if you had not, you know, if you didn't really have somebody tell you that it was the best recipe in the book, you would pass over it. I can even say... On, in my own experience, I would have passed it over, um, you know, just from looking at it, it doesn't look sexy. It doesn't look that exciting. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny because you finish it with wine, but damn, it is a good day. It's so good. I mean, I just, and, I and think, I've never, I've never served it to anybody that didn't fall out and have to have the recipe. And that's what, that's what people that buy uh -huh. the book tell me too, you know, yeah. I believe that. And I, and I love how you write a little story because we all love a story. Everybody loves a story. And you write a little story about the recipe. And I believe in your story, it's been a while since I've read it, but you did talk about how you'll go back and cut a little slither off. And it's the truth. That's what, if you bake that cake, you're, you're back and forth, up and down. Yeah, don't, don't even, don't even kid yourself. Don't even take the knife out of the um out of the plate just leave the knife in there and put the saran wrap back on it because otherwise you're going to be washing knives all day long because you're going to be going back and forth to cut it i mean we've had it we've had a cake like that one time i swear i brought it out it was for christmas and it was not even i wasn't it was like two days before christmas and i'm telling you it wasn't 30 minutes and that whole cake was gone I mean, it was ridiculous. Anyway. I believe it. Okay, let me tell you something I love about you. And this is, <laughs> this is, no, this, I love this. You about the sweetest thing in the world. Okay, and then I'm going to tell you something that I love about you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Take turns. Um, okay, I love 
that you, and I always say, start before you're ready. And that's what you've done. You have started like the cookbook. You're like, I can't write when they brought it up and, and you just started like you didn't take a writing course. You know, now they've got all these classes they want you to sign up and take. I mean, you just jumped in there and you did it. And I mean, you know, and that's the thing, though, is that it's not, you know, the way the circumstances that happen to me are, are highly unusual. Um, and, and, I, and I don't ever take that for granted. You know, it's rare that an editor just knocks on your door. Um, it's rare that you get a position on the Today Show without a publicist, without an agent, without an anybody. You know, I mean, these are all things that, um, you know, that have happened and I've been so blessed by. But I do have to say that I think part of my nature is I'm going to say yes, and then I'm going to figure it out. You know, um, right. it's part of the reason I do that is because if you go ahead and say you're going to do it, then you're going to have to figure it out. Do you see what I'm saying? If you never commit yeah. to anything, if you never either, I mean, and, and it may just be commit to yourself, but if you don't commit, you're never going to follow up and you're never going to figure it out. And I learned this when Jen C and I had started instead of flowers and it had, it had, Jen C was my great friend from, from Memphis. And we started this business together and then it kind of quickly sort of morphed into a, a small catering company. And somebody had asked if we could poach a whole fish. They wanted a whole fish. They wanted it poached. They wanted it, you know, sort of iced, I guess you would say, with like a wonderful tarragon aioli. And then we were going to make those cucumber scales. You know what I'm talking about? And <laughs> oh, yes, I do, Elizabeth. Ha ha. <laughs> no more knew what in the hell. I didn't even know where in the hell I was going to find the fish. Like that is how, that is how much I didn't know about doing this. We didn't have the right pot. We didn't have the right pan. We didn't know where to get the fish. And Jensie's on the phone and I wanted this. I was, we were going to, I mean, I need, we needed this. And a lot of my, a lot of the things that I do are, you know, driven because, you know, we're trying to buy some cute shoes and needed a little bit of money. And so <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh my gosh, well, of course we do. And it is fabulous. That, those are smoked, our salmon, our poached salmon are probably one of the best you'll ever have. And I can remember Jensie just looking at me with these eyes, you know, because we're on the phone, like, what would you say? You know, and we did, we figured it out. Louie and Dewey, those were the two fish. We finally found them. We named them. We cooked them. We killed them. They were so freaking awesome. And, um, and, and I'll, I mean, Louie and Dewey taught me more about how to run a business and about how to be courageous and how to, you know, do things and push yourself because, if you know, if I'd said no, I would have never tried. And if I didn't know that I could do those salmon, well, then what about the next challenge that came along? I wouldn't have known that I could do it either. You know, it's you start with right. small challenges and then you get up to the point where you've said yes to something that scares you so bad, you almost throw up on yourself. And that's <laughs> when you know you're really living, you know, I mean, that's when it's, gets, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I agree. that's when life gets good. When you can, you can realize that you're not fearless, but you're learning to fear less. And yes. you just go for it. You just go for it. Okay. Speaking of going for it, now we're going to talk about the Today Show. So your first time, I mean, Elizabeth, I watch you and I think, what does she do right before she goes out? Like, what, do you, what are you thinking? Because, I mean, there are times I have to tell myself, you know what? You've got this. Like, you have to have self-talk. Yeah. Oh, I do. I do. I get quiet by myself for a minute. I mean, I, I'm usually cutting up with the makeup people and 
you know, chit chat and then visiting, but then right before, and don't think that I hadn't, I mean, like I have memorized, not memorized, but I have thought through this, you know, so many times. So it's not like I just walk out there and just, oh, well, well, you know, I've got it in my head, some key things that I know I want to get across. Um, but I do, I stand by myself. I pray very, very hard. And, um, and then I, I focus, I see myself going through it a couple of times and then I do it. And, you know, it is, it's, it is, it is a huge rush. It is, it looks, it comes off looking a lot more natural than, um, than it felt at first. Now I'm very comfortable, but in the beginning, you know, I mean, my hands would, they would literally be shaking like this. And I would have to say, stop shaking, you know, in my, in my mind, because I would go to pick up something, you know, and you could see it. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty terrifying right at the, right there at the beginning. I can't even imagine, did anybody on the set kind of take you and to the side and say, it's okay. You can do this. This is how it's going to happen. No, I just think, no, hell no. They just expect that you know what you're about to be doing. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's not like it's kindergarten. It's the Today Show and you better, you better know or, um, but Debbie did, Debbie Kazoski, who is just, she's um, such an important part of my life now. And she was the first producer that I worked with and she is still, um, she says, she always says, you know, Elizabeth High School is my girl. And, um, and so anyway, so she, she was the one that really sort of said, you know, you're good at this. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, you know, I did my first segment and we were all up there and it was fabulous. Everybody was so excited, you know, you know, today show. And that had been my dream for 15 years was to get on the today show. Um, and it never occurred to me that people got to come back. Like I, I, I knew that little about it. I, I knew nothing about it, except I wanted to be on. I wanted to have my grandmother's pillowcase turkey on and I was going to do it. That's really all I knew. And, um, and so she emailed and said, you know, we love you so much. We have to have you back. Can you come on Wednesday? This was the Monday before Thanksgiving. And so we went back on and did another segment. And then she sat me down after that segment um, right outside uh, the kitchen. And then, um, and that's where kind of everybody's offices are. That's their little studio office. And there's a little bench there. And she said, Elizabeth, you, you're very good at this. And she said, we absolutely adore you. And we want you to come back about once every month, every six weeks. I almost vomited. I mean, I literally almost died right there. I don't even know how to describe what happened to me. It was like an out-of-body experience. And anyway, so that was that was the first year. And then after that first year, then I was signed and contracted um, and made the Today Show food contributor. So wow. on our sixth year now. Wow. That's fantastic. You know, recently... I put it out there. I went to Mississippi State and I had a professor that told me I wanted to be in broadcasting journalism. And he said, you, Heather, you'll never make it in broadcasting. Your Southern accent will forever hold you back. Put me in a voice articulation class. Didn't change a thing. And I would love for him to meet you. <laughs> you know, it is, it does. It, and I don't think I sound that Southern, but I think I sound more Southern when I am on the show. And I don't know if it's that, um, that I'm playing it up or that it just comes off that way. But it is kind of funny because then Jenna and Hoda will start to sound more Southern. And even Savannah does. If you'll listen to them, especially Jenna, Jenna will, about the time, if I'm there for, two, for long enough, 
she goes right back to like, she just walked out of Texas, you know, and, and never even made it to DC, you know? Um, so I, I don't know, but I did, I thought I sounded incredibly Southern last time I, that I was on, maybe a little bit too much, but anyway. no, never, That's never. Okay. I think it's when you get around Southern people, my children say that I do that when I get with people from the Delta, it just comes back. Yeah. Don't you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So yes. your new cookbook, come on over. Yes. I think it's incredible. Thank you. I think it's incredible. So I have a group of ladies. We're going to cook from that cookbook as well as we're going to take a couple of recipes from your other cookbooks. And we're all going to bring a different dish to my home. This is the last Saturday evening in September. Okay. And we would love for you to come if you're available. And so this is going to give us the opportunity to try many dishes of yours. How fun. Well, I hope that we'll see. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, do you know what you're going to bring yet? Do I know what I'm going to bring? No, I'm going to have to clean the house. Well, the house clubs, you, you didn't have to, like, you didn't have to do it. You, I mean, if it was at your house, then getting your house together was all you had to do. Right. But that's part of the fun though. Like I like to try new recipes. So for me, that's part of the fun. We're doing a sign up genius. Okay. It allows everyone to choose. I'm going to give them several options. They're going to choose which recipe they want to cook. So I think this is, will be so much fun. And of course we're going to have cocktails. Oh my Lord. Yes. So yeah. So you need to get into for your cocktails. I would go ahead and get into those Mason jar cocktails. They're awesome. And um, three different cocktails. So you can look, so you can pick your poison. So if tequila is your deal, I got one of those. If vodka is your thing or bourbon, um, we've got three different choices on that one. I'm sitting here going through the book because now you're going to be looking at, I mean, you're getting close to game days. We're starting to kind of turn the corner to fall, you know, so there are a lot of great recipes in here for that. Lord, I love a game day. I mean, can you believe it? We're about to be in the grove. No, I can't believe it. And I'm hoping this temperature will come down because in Tennessee, it is hot as hate days. Hot as the hinges of hell, baby. Yes, ma'am. So I'm just, I'm hoping the temperature will come on down. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Well, you have been beyond fabulous to have me on. I cannot thank you enough. Oh, you're so gracious, Elizabeth. I can't thank you enough. And, and I'm going to check that date and um, and see if maybe I can get up there to your to your party. I would love it. That would be great. Well, we will be in touch. And thank you again so very much for coming on. Oh, my Lord, it was the best. And I hope you'll have me on again and we can visit some more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great day, Elizabeth. Take care, sweetheart. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please go wherever you listen to your podcast and rate, review, take your little finger, tap the heart, follow. I would so appreciate any feedback that you may have and you know how much I appreciate your support. Thanks and see you next week. This is Kim Dennison with Dennison Travel. Denison Travel is a boutique travel advisory and we specialize in custom making itineraries that are designed just for you. We handle each detail, big and small, so that you can sit back, immerse yourself in the experience and enjoy the journey. When you're ready to travel again, we're here for you. So let us be your travel planning partner. 
Connect with us at denisontravel.com and don't forget to follow us on social. Mm -hmm.